Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is. Christ our Lord. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise and Walker, and I thank you all for tuning in um, where you are, be it morning, night, or noon. Thank you all for tuning in. Today we will be um, having a panel discussion on bringing God our broken pieces. Before we begin, I'm going to open with a word of prayer and introduce our panel and um, share one of the scriptures that relate to the panel discussion, and then we'll begin. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, that you alone are God. And we pray, O oh God, that those that are listening will know that you are the only one that can heal our broken pieces, Father. So, Father, we pray, O oh God, that you would send this message to the world, across the world, that those that would hear it would bring and surrender all broken pieces unto you, Lord. Father, we thank you, O oh God, that you show us every day of our lives that you love us, O oh God, and we pray, O oh God, that we will stop resisting and surrender, O oh God, so that you can show us your true purpose for our life. Father, we give you glory and we give you praise and we give you honor, for you are the only true and living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in. So Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. Our scripture focus for um, bringing your broken pieces to God is from Psalm 35, and it's verse 18. And it says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And I read a little bit of, um, I read verse 19 as well. But again, verse 18 is the um, focus of this lesson or this panel discussion today. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. And we're going to talk about that today. Today we have some phenomenal women of God on the line and on the broadcast. We have Apostle Darashe Zorn, who is my mentor and overseer, and um, she's going to introduce herself in a moment. And we have um, also Michelle Stevens, author, phenomenal poet, and um, she's going to introduce herself in a moment as well. Um, so for those that don't know a lot about me, I'll begin with who I am. Again, I'm a recently ordained pastor of Hope and Christ Ministries, and I'm a teacher, an educator, uh, a mentor, and also a business owner um, and an author and some other things. So um, just I'm grateful for what God is doing in my life, and I have um, at the end of this month I will be married for 20 years um, to my husband, and um, our son is 15. And so um, thank you all for tuning in. And we're going to have Apostle um, Derashe Zorn introduce herself. Hello, dynamic people of God. We do thank you for tuning in. 
um, today, and what a time I just know we're going to have in the Lord. I am Apostle Deron Shea Zorn, your kingdom strategist, blueprint builder, and spiritual midwife. I am an international mentor and an ex expert in um, the art of unleashing purpose, developing dreams, and expanding untapped potentials within individuals, corporations, and ministries. I am so esteemed and honored with everything that God is doing in my life. I am the founder and owner of the Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, um, the In the Church TV and Radio um, show, as well, the Women of Influence Magazine, um, the Kingdom Strategist University, where we're training um, individuals um, um, and ministers in the gospel of truth and releasing them so that they can do the work of the kingdom of God. I, I, I am a specialist, amen, and I'm very, very, um, very, very passionate about helping individuals maximize their potential and monetize their gifts and their talents as a critical vehicle of fulfilling their purpose, making significant impact, and branding influence that they could definitely move forward and change the world. God has me with so many different hats. I am a, a mother, a wife. I am a um a leader, I am called to be an apostle unto the Lord, sent to do the work in which he has called forth, amen, in my life. I am a teacher and trainer at heart, mentor and friend, and so many other things. But we bless God for the many hats that I have the opportunity to wear so that I may serve him with all of my heart, with all of my life, having a, a life that is poured out before the Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Back over to you, um, Pastor. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. And we will now have um, author Michelle Stevens to introduce herself. Good morning. I am a national bestseller author and award-nominated poet, Michelle Lynn Stevens. I am a writer of stories pertaining to dealing with divorce, domestic violence, as well as life challenges such as chronic illness and unemployment and the spirits that bring these incidents about into our lives such as alcoholism. You can connect with me and read about my books anytime at my website. That is michellelynnstevens.com. I am blessed to be a self-published author through my imprint, Diva's Heart Publishing, as well as through the independent boutique Brown Girls Books. Blessed to be in the company of these two ladies today. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. And um, also, um, I forgot to mention that you all can um, purchase any of my materials from Amazon or from my website at deniseandwalker.com. And um, my writings are about overcoming, healing, and being delivered so that you can walk in your purpose. So we're going to begin with our panel discussion today. Again, keeping our focus on the Lord is near to those who, are, who have a broken heart and say such as have a contrite spirit. So we're going to begin with our first question. And, um, Michelle, we'll have you answer the first question. It is, 
what were some of the broken pieces you had to give to God? What were some of the broken pieces you had to give to God? Well, I would say there are two that have mainly been prevalent in my life. Um, Beginning at a young age, I had to deal with being a child of divorce at around the age of five, and it was, you know, something that came out in the blue for me because my parents were actually very good friends and got along well, but I didn't understand some of the things my mother had been through with um, dealing with the terminal illness of her own mother as well as the remarriage of her father afterwards and also having to take care of a younger sister along with myself and my sister. And the spirit of divorce somehow just crept in along with those things, just the stress, you know, of dealing with life. And, um, you know, they remained friends until the passing of my father. And they were great examples to me. And my father did help me a lot with learning scriptures, even though he wasn't able to be there because he worked at night. It was a great um, absence to me, you know, not having him there physically. And the spirit of the force played into my adulthood a lot with, um, you know, just being twice divorced. But it was a blessing that, you know, I was able to help out a lot of my friends who experienced divorce. And also I had to deal with um, chronic illness ever since high school, um, and I was actually undiagnosed and misdiagnosed for 13 years until I was in my 30s, and it kind of um, derailed my career goals. But a lot of people tell me that just wasn't the plan God had for you. So dealing with divorce and redirecting the course of my life goals were the pieces that I had to give to God. Wow, wow, wow. Um, That is something hard to have to walk through. Um, Apostle, can you go ahead and answer the question? The question again is, what were some of the broken pieces you had to give to God? Um, I would say one of the core of my broken pieces that uh, brought uh, many pieces or shattered a lot of my life would be rejection. With rejection being the foundation of a matter, and it, it it broke my life into several different components and in, 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 in pieces. And so uh, what rejection did for me, rejection from a father not being there uh, when I was born, not being um, uh, pretty much around in my um, growing up, um, as a child, my mother um, leaving, getting um, substance abuse when I was about five or six, and her being departed from my life, and then going into a family environment or a dynamic where um, the, the love of God just wasn't there. And, you know, sometimes it's just feeling like the black sheep of the family. And, and things of that nature. And so it took me in a whirlwind uh, in, in a lot of different directions where that rejection 
that rejection broke, you know, broke me into so many different places where we were under poverty, where we was, you know, um, in division. The spirit of division was there, and then um, substance abuse, you know, was there. These different things that was going on in my family, they trickled down to me as well. Um, Let me into um, as well um, not seeing high school dropout, teenage early pregnancy, and all these different things that began to shatter my life and alter my dreams and my goals and my desires and things that I wanted to do as a little girl, but rejection got a hold of me and began to shatter all dreams and hope, and it took me into um, a pattern that was taking place in my family dynamics. And so I had to give God that rejection, and once giving God the rejection in my life, he was able to bring me back into a state of wholeness, right? He was able to bring me back a state of wholeness in um, where I stop living in a lifestyle that was full of lies and deceptions or a lifestyle that was familiar to me because of what I was breeded out of, um, and, and it brought me into a place to now where I can, when he brought me to a place of wholeness from the rejection, it, you know, it, it got, gave me the, the opportunity to get back control of my life and now begin to walk in the destiny that God has called forth in me. So even that rejection, it was definitely meant for my good and not for, for my harm. There were so many life lessons that was taught in it that I learned from it, that I growed, that I matured from it. But most importantly, um, when this rejection, had I not overcome the spirit of rejection, I could not be in a place right now where I am moving in the level that I'm moving in in the things of God, um, my, my ministry itself, um, the core of it is healing and deliverance because um, it's usually the broken pieces that keeps us from moving in our purpose and moving in the things that God has called forth um, in, in our lives as well. And so, um, and so because of that place of rejection, giving it over to God, I, it allowed me to be healed, set free, and made whole, so now I can walk in the authority that Christ Jesus has given unto me. Amen. Back over to amen. you. Amen. 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 Um, wow. We're having a true, candid conversation. So um, thank you, ladies, for being transparent about your broken pieces. And I will go ahead and add and say that mine were um, rejection and um, abuse, sexual abuse. And so those two, I believe, affected me the most, even into adulthood, to where I just had a hard time trusting people. I had a hard time um, understanding what I had gone through. And even I had a hard time when I had my son because I did not want anybody to touch him. I didn't want anybody to keep him. I wasn't really able to go on, like, grown people dates with my husband, if I, I guess that's the phrase, um, because I refused to let anybody keep my son. And so that um, one of the areas of really, really trying to understand what had happened when I was growing up. And also, I was a people pleaser. I struggled with, um, because of the rejection, I struggled with um, uh, pleasing other people. 
And, um, and I can say once I gave God those pieces of my life, he has transformed me into, and then he begins to identify areas when not those areas to me when or if I start to, that starts coming back to me where I'm trying to please somebody or don't want anybody to be mad with me um, or where I'm struggling with trust of people and um that I think the trust one was probably the hardest because um the people that I thought I was supposed to trust or I could trust they were the ones that really you know did the things to me and were um those were the people that I just didn't understand I couldn't understand why you know if these were people that supposed to take care of me or be there for me how can I trust anybody else in the world? And so it also, it also led me into, I don't know that I, all, I really trusted God. Um, when God began to tell me he had a call on my life, I just don't know that I really trusted that he really wanted to use me. So um, that was one of, those are some of the things that I know were my broken pieces. And the second question here is, what was the process for you, um, and I think we talked a little bit about it, but we're going to talk a little bit more about what was the process, and did you have to let go of anything or any person? Was the process, and did you have to let go of anything or any person? And Apostle, we'll have you start with that one. Okay, great, awesome. Um, oh, the process was um, first of all, um, it was through my relationship, coming into relationship with the Lord. And in the in coming to my relationship with God, a true authentic relationship with God, it began to um he began to shine his word in my heart. And I began to become a recipient of truth. A recipient of truth. And as uh, partaking as a recipient of truth, I began to be delivered from the things that was holding me bound from the rejection, like the low self-esteem and the lack of confidence and, um, you know, um, the, 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 the mindset of that I'm ignorant and things of that nature that kept me in a place of bondage. And so with coming into the knowledge of truth, of being recipient of truth, I was able to forgive those who had rejected me. I was able to begin to forgive them for not being there and being a part of my life. And um, and because of them not being a part of my life, I mean, feeling that, you know, my life was straight turmoil because they were not there. And so I was able to um, release them, release them and keep them from being held hostage or in bondage due to my anger, due to my pain, due to my disappointment and so in the being able to release them I became free I became free but it was only into realizing the word and what the word coming to the knowledge of what the word of God says you know about me and not only that about me is that um, one of my favorite um, places um, in the word that um, in second Samuel where it talks about where it talks about not being um, about not being rejected, that you are accepted in the beloved, 
and that um, and that God will not reject you. And so I had to come into that place of realization that, you know what, that God has not rejected me, even though my mother and my father may have forsaken me. And it also opened me up to truth on, you know, why their path was the way they were, why they couldn't love me and, and be there for me and stand up for me the way they should have because of, you know, things that they was dealing with in life. And so it, it made it so much easier with being purified in the word, coming in the truth of the knowledge and accepting the word of God. And then I began to see things a whole lot clear. My pain, my hurt, my disappointment kept my mind cloudy. It kept me blind. Um, it kept me in a state of confusion that that kept me um, in a place of bondage, of of low self-esteem, of lack of confidence, of not trusting what God had placed on the inside of me, um, being worried about if people were going to accept, you know, the message that I carried um, for God, were people going to be upset, accept me for who I am, you know, in Christ Jesus. And so I got to a place in God, in Christ, that, you know what, um, as long as God accepts me, that's the true only acceptance that I really need, you know, um, is, is God acceptance, and everything and everybody else will fall in their perspective places. And, and out of my love and my hunger for God, and, and the things of of of, of God, you know, um, it it began to drive me to um, to do the will of God in spite of to do the will of God in spite of. And even when I started doing the will of God, I was still um, there were still places of rejection. I was still being rejected, you know, by my family and things of that nature. Because all my life, I wanted my family to show up, you know just to show up to something with, you know, any anything that, that I, I was doing. And so I, I found myself in a place um, when after coming into Christ Jesus where it didn't matter if they showed up or not, amen, that whoever showed up, I was, I, I was, even if nobody showed up, I was to show up and do the will of the Father because that was what, what was going to be, um, that was the significance to the Lord is my obedience in him and not being so concerned if I'm going to be accepted by other people, if the call is going to be accepted by other people or other people going to show up and, and, and things of that nature. So I was, um, and so it kept me free and it really unleashed me in so many different areas, you know, in my life. Um, I recall with, um, before I released, my father, truly released my father, how it affected me in my home life. It affected me even in my career, early on in my career. I remember my husband having to tell me one time, you know what, I apologize for every man that have ever hurt you because of my, um, there was a, a great difference in the way that I would treat men versus women, they could, they could both do the same thing, but the men would get a harsher recourse than a woman would. I would have more sympathy. I could sympathize with her more versus a man. I, it, would, it would just be hardcore. I had no pity whatsoever. But, you know, it came, but, um, and, but I think the difference once I gave uh, my heart to the Lord and he began to really dig up the issues and the matters 
that I was dealing with, and I then I was able to release my father. I um, also released my mother and others who had rejected me um, through the course of life and growing up. And then I were really then that's when I began to be developed into who it is that God has called for for me to be. Back over to you. Wow, and I was listening to you where you said um, how you responded to men, and um, it made me think about, and I'll let Michelle answer after after I say this, but it made me think about my struggle, and I still struggle with this. I struggle with children being mistreated. Like, I get, it makes me angry, and um, sometimes I have to really stop and pray <clears throat> because I struggle with, okay, why can't, somebody help the child that can't help themselves. So um, I just wanted to add that. Michelle, can you go ahead and answer the question? Um, and it was, uh, were, were there, I'm sorry, what was your process? And did you have to let anything, anything or anybody go? Well, basically, I had to, of course, um, let go of, the bad relationships that I had in both of my marriages, um, my process basically for the first divorce, um, you know, I was dealing with the same thing in both of the marriages, um, dealing with situations with alcoholics and um, psychological um, verbal abuse. And just in the first marriage, you know, I would just – kind of like just give it right back, go toe-to-toe and, you know, just kind of, you know, stand up and fight type of thing, not physically but with words that I knew better, you know, I had been taught better coming from two Christian families. And he also was from a Christian family. So I was just looking at this like, what's really going on? And not yet realizing that we battle not flesh and blood, I was just trying to go right back at it. And I, I, um, the process that I got away from that with basically was just like, you know, this is the last straw. That's it. Get out. Don't talk to me ever again. Cut, cut that whole entire, you know, branch of my life off, never to speak to again, including, you know, his family, which hurt me. But that was the only way I knew to get away from it at the time. And I just moved across the country. My father passed away, like, right in the middle of um, all of this. And I was just like, I can't take this. Um, I had friends going to California after they finished film school. They were like, hey, this is a great place to get away. Come out here. It's a great place to start a new life. I was like, who I'm out, and I'm sitting there out there by myself, basically. Um, they're busy doing their own thing. I'm trying to see what I can do. I went to school. I would work jobs at night. I was never sleeping. I'm, like, trying not to run off the road. And I was blessed to meet um, a friend, um, my friend Mindy, out there, who actually inspired me to get into writing by reading what she had written about things that she dealt with in her own life. And I eventually, after a couple of years, decided I had to face, you know, what was going on, went back home, also partially due to my chronic illness and being so far away, 
missing my nephew, who was kind of like my son at the time that I left. And, um, you know, just worried about things at home, went back, started working again, and just was like kind of like sworn off of relationships briefly and just, you know, just taking care of my nephew, um, met someone through actually taking care of him, which I detail my testimony in my um, diary of divorce. A diva is based on my testimony of divorce and taking care of my nephew, being ill and that type of thing, and unemployed. All these things um, hitting me at the same time after my second divorce, um, dealing with a lot of jealousy over my nephew with my ex, that type of thing, and also dealing with alcoholism on his part. So, you know, and he had his own issues um, dealing with the death of his father and running their family business, that type of thing. So this time, God put me into isolation. It was like my nephew was starting to get older, wanted to be with his friends. Um, I was living by myself again, and it was like the television wouldn't even work. The satellite would go out, but a church channel would come on. <laughs> so it was like God was speaking to me through that. And um, even like the shadow in the trees at night, I'm looking out the, over the balcony, and I see a tree that's shaped like Jesus. And I just would go out there to pray and just know, you know, that was almost like a sign that, you know, you're not alone. I'm with you. So that was very comforting and led me to just, you know, go straight to the Bible. When I would come home from work, I mean, it would be like, you know, I would go to the gym, work out, just, again, back to that thing of, like, trying not to come home by myself and just stay at the gym to it closed and, you know, go to the grocery store or do whatever, then come home, like, now what? And I get in the door, and I'm, I just keep my Bible on my couch and go straight to it and just kind of, you know, cuddle up with it, like – Okay, now, Lord, what now? <laughs> so I was just going through those motion, emotions and those motions daily until I worked in an old folks' home and was given the gift of a prayer book that was basically all about spiritual warfare. So it introduced me to the fact that I was dealing with all these spirits that have followed me, the spirit of divorce, dealing with the alcoholism of my spouses. And, you know, that's something my mom had dealt with, with people that she was with after my father, and it just kind of followed me. And I just began to um, memorize those prayers and uh, do just, you know, basically almost like the war room movie, just go at it. And my life began to turn around. And, um, you know, just would read, like, um, spiritual books, like, based on relationships, uh, T.D. Jakes, Woman Thou Art Lose, and Lady Love of Lord, and that type of thing, and just learn how to um, get a positive relationship with somebody and speak to God about it. And I would meditate on like just scriptures based on relationships. And I read, I had a book about Song of Solomon and, you know, just trying to get my mind right and erase all of this negativity that I had been dealing with for so many years. 
even though um, the relationships were years apart, it was like repeating itself. So I had to just learn how to break that, you know, that chain and that curse, that generational curse. So it was just basically, you know, going to God, listening to what he had to say, and then he led me to a church where uh, my aunt goes to, and um, it focuses on relationships, dating, and marriage. So that's been a blessing in my life with finding, you know, positive um, ways to deal with, you know, issues in your relationship. And I just immersed myself in church activities with them almost to the point of, you know, being there daily. And um, those people that I was in ministry with encouraged me to publish my debut novella that I had been working on but had not put out. And I went ahead and finished it. And um, I was also going to, like, poetry open mic to, you know, just kind of get my mind off things. And those people encouraged me when I would go to read my book. And they were like, you should write poetry. So I started writing the poetry also based on my testimony. And um, that kind of, like, got me, you know, to where people were just requesting my work to be read or for me to be in their play or whatever. And it took me all up and down the East Coast. So it was like my, my test was becoming a testimony. And I just thank God for that. But um, definitely led to what I would call my ministry. Wow, I love it. I love it. And your poetry is awesome. I love your poetry. Um, and I'm grateful that God used that avenue to help you, you know, to heal you. Um, yeah. My next question is, were there times that you rebelled or felt like you couldn't go forward? And you can go ahead and answer, and then Apostle will piggyback after you. So the question again is, were there times that you rebelled against God, for, you know, the healing process, or felt like you just couldn't do it? I would say um, just trying to push through, like, when my illness would flare up after periods of, you know, feeling like I was healed or in remission, and it could get discouraging, but I just pressed. And I think about the times when um, people just ignored me because I was young. And then I was, um, when I was older, I was blessed to um, be referred to one of the top specialist gastroenterologists um, in the country right here in my hometown. So, you know, he um, figured out what was going on. He um, at first had me scared because they were telling me it takes months to get in to see him, and he was telling me to come in, like, right that same week. And I was just like, oh, Lord, what's really going on? He he think I'm dying or something. But, you know, it was just a case where I didn't have to have surgery or anything. He put me on medication, stopped my stomach from bleeding out. And, you know, I was, like, weak all the time from being anemic, and I couldn't eat. I was like taking insure, taking, like, eating just spinach or things that would, you know, make me feel stronger with the iron. And, I mean, he just cleared it all up within, you know, a few weeks. I took the medication for a couple of years. Um, it did cause, like, some of my hair to thin out. 
and um, I did have to gain weight with taking it, and that was another um, thing that I had to go back to, taking care of myself, working out, and the working out actually, you know, helped me would ease my mind, you know, with the other things that I was going through. But just, you know, saying, Lord, how am I going to do this and how am I going to get through this? But it also led to my physical healing. So that was a blessing. Amen. And, Apostle, the um, same question, were there times that you rebelled or felt like you couldn't um, go forward? Oh, wow. Um, yes, there were, there was a lot of times I rebelled. Oh, and, and what I consider, um, even with that rebellious or, or not going forward, I, I failed to mention I am the author of Abortions in the Church, um, the book and the workbook, um, as well. And so what I consider, my times, what I've aborted or had a, had a spiritual abortion with, um, what it is that God has called forth in my life. One of the things that I can definitely um, recall um, being rejected, like I said, I mean, or rejecting God or being rebellious against God um, as, as well because I didn't think that I would be able to make it. One of the areas, it was like in my area of education, I told you guys that we fought against so many different demonic forces in, in my family lineage. Education was one of the areas that, that we were suppressing in by the adversary. And so I can remember being in my undergrad, getting ready to graduate with uh, my bachelor's in information system management, and I had like one class left. Now, before this, I would be at two schools taking eight classes. I remember one time taking eight classes at one time because I was getting a degree, I was getting my certification in Oracle, preparing for Oracle, um, and getting my training in database management. But also at the at the at the Vry working on my bachelor's degree, and I'm making A's and I'm doing great. But I remember at this particular time, um, I used to wake up every morning and I I was quitting every single morning because of the anxiety because of the mind games, the manipulation of the adversary when it comes to this place of rejection, right, of, of a rejection in the, the adversary um, tormenting my mind just with me. How do you think that you could do this? And, you know, looking, you know, uh, beginning to have me to bring focus on my family and things of that nature. And so I remember being in that place of anxiety and just wanting to quit every single day but the spirit of the Lord wouldn't allow me to quit. So I did get over that. But when it was time for me to go to the next phase, to, to break the next barrier, um, to get my master's, you know, I, I register and then I'll quit. And um, I, I will never follow through because of the anxiety. I was just being rebellious. You know, God, you know, he gave me many areas that I would break the barrier, we would break the curses in my family life, but it was always a, 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 um, every step that I took to to go to that next anxiety came and, and things, and I would rebel, and I was a little rebellious. And it took me about three times before I would actually enter into the program. I would register and I would not follow through or um, because of all the things that was going on. And so, and even now, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in a place, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, glory to God, I'm getting ready to complete a thing. Um, I started my Ph.D. In 2011, I started a Ph.D. program 
I was doing homework. God spoke to me. I closed the book. I quit. I quit. I just quit. Amen. Um, because of the prophetic utterance that he began to give me, I quit. I shut it down. Um, amen. Um, glory to God. But even though I did that, that assignment from God is still mandated on my life. It's still mandated on my life. And so, but it, it has taken me being um, in God, walking with God, him um, molding me and, and encouraging me in this next phase of of the assignment so that I can finish the work. I can complete, and then I can move on to the next what's required of it. And so this year I finally completed. I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, God, look at all this time I wasted. I said I wasted so much time being rebellious against the word um, due to the fear and, and, and all these things. I've wasted so much time. I'm like, I could have had two, three PhDs almost looking at the time that I wasted. Um, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And and that was just because of everything that came, again, that came with the rejection, with the rejection, never feeling that you were good enough, never feeling that, that you're able, um, that you're able to do it. And it's and not that I wasn't successful at what I was doing. The word says everything that you touch will prosper, but and it will, and it does. However, when your mindset, my, my even though that is the truth, my mindset wasn't focused on truth. My mindset wasn't really receiving truth at that particular time. Um, other, otherwise, the fears that came or the anxiety, they would have not controlled my actions or my my behaviors at those particular times in my life. Um, as well, amen, glory to God. And so, you know, God has had to, you know, rear me or steer me back into um, focus on his word and in his word and in the plan that he has declared, you know, for my life. And like I said, I'm just here in 2019 getting ready to finish something that should have been done in 20. It should have been done in 2013, but because of my rebellious in 2011, it did not happen. I mean, so I, I, I have a major gap in, um, in, in things that are attached to this assignment that that I'm just, you know, um, that I'm delayed in. And so it has delayed some things in my life because I have not been, I, I, I had not been um, obedient unto God in doing that particular time and then not having you know, even not having nobody to kind of really walk with me through that process as well. But it is a real battlefield of the mind, and to overcome that battlefield of our mind, people of God, it definitely takes um, the word of God and submitting unto God. And it is a process. Deliverance, it don't t- it's not an overnight thing, amen, um, not, not the way um, how people want to portray it or what have you, so never let them, never be sold that lie, because if you ever sold that lie, you would never really come into your true place of deliverance. Remember when God gave um, Israel Canaan, amen, they took it, they took territory proportionately. They took territory proportionately, amen, and so it was given to them progressionally, so one portion at a time. And so that's the same way it is in our in our life. I couldn't even believe 
um, after getting a GED that I was worthy to get a diploma, let alone worthy enough to get a degree because of my mindset. And here I am now in 2019, in the next couple of months, I'll have a Ph.D., and for many years didn't feel that, hey, I, I was qualified or happy or even had the mental fortitude to do it. Why? Because of the rejection and because of all the things that rejection comes along with rejection, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, unsurety, lack of trust, you know, um, and, um, no belief in, in, in oneself, unworthiness, and all these other shattered pieces that God had to um, begin to mend me back together, amen, mend me back together, put me back on the potter's wheel, and, and, and make me whole, amen. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Back over to you, Minister Denise, Pastor. Amen. Amen. And um and I can, you know, you know I can relate to the times of rebellion because the same thing feeling unworthy. Um when God would continue to say every day, every day I would wake up, he'd say go and preach the gospel, go and minister my truth. And I would still wouldn't because I just felt like why would God want to use me? And um and I remember saying that to my previous pastor when she was asking me a question and I said I just don't understand why God wants me when nobody else did and that when that's when it finally came out what was really in my heart and um and she you know she kind of walked me through that and I just I didn't understand and so it did hinder me from going forward in the things that he had called me to do we have a couple more questions um, the next question is, how has um, your journey changed your, you for the better? So how has this journey, this walk of giving God your broken pieces changed you for the better? Apostle? Amen. Oh, wow. The, um, giving God my broken pieces, how it has changed me for the better, it has definitely impacted and influenced my life so now that I could live. Before, I was just merely existing and um, existing, going through the motions of what we think or what we call life. Now, giving God the broken pieces, it has allowed me to step into the position that he's called forth in my life. It'll, it has called me to step into this, this place where I am confident in who God has called me to do, a preacher, teacher, um, empowerment, a motivational speaker, whatever, amen, where the spiritual midwife, um, I, I, I can do, I believe, my confidence is such in a, in a place, I believe I can do absolutely anything. It's nothing right now that God that God will charge before me that I am just not willing to take the charge. Why? Because I, it, it brought me to a place of trusting and believing in him, not not in myself, not in my own right or, or capabilities or capacity, but what it is that I'm able to do in him and through him. And it brought me to a place to no longer identify myself as my history, as my family lineage and, and things of that nature, but to now identify myself in who I am in him. And that has really empowered me. And now because I'm empowered by God and by his word, amen, glory to God, now I am able to walk into my destiny empowering others around the world, teaching and preaching 
this gospel of truth. And so it has really made a total difference in my life. It has transformed my life, my whole total being. I, I, I wish that it was something that I, that I would have come into the knowledge on earlier. And I remember when I did come into the knowledge of truth, I remember being angry. I remember being frustrated. I, I remember being in a place where I said, I'm not going to allow anybody else to be robbed the way how I have been robbed my entire life. I said, because people have spoke to me and they said, so many things to me, contrary to who I am and what it is that God has called forth for me to do in my life. And so it caused a it caused a fire to begin to burn inside of me like never before. And since then I have really been on a mission, on a mission. Amen. Glory to God to push people into their purpose, to push people into what it is that God has called forth in their life, that they're coming out of the bondage, the hurt, the, the broken uh, places, leading them to Christ Jesus so that they will know the truth and so that they can be set free to walk and move and live and who it is that God has called forth in their lives. And I'm going to leave with this particular quote, this one thing that God said to me, and I just believe it in my very heart, in my heart desire. He said, I had to condition you to position you. And what he began to tell me, you had to come from a place of voidness. You had to come from a place of brokenness, a place of poverty, a place of rejection. I had to set you in all those different environments, a place of abuse, mentally, emotionally, sexual, all those different environments so that I can build you, mold you, and shape you and develop you into who it is that I have called for for you to be. If you had not been in those conditions, you would not have the passion in your heart to serve those in who I've called you to serve. Amen. In Jesus' name. Back over to you, Pastor. Amen. 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 I agree. And Michelle, same question. How has this journey changed you for the better? Well, giving God the broken pieces changed me. Basically, um, I have a chapter in um, Diary of a Divorce A Diva called Mosaic. And it's basically just talking about how people always talk about, oh, you're not broken, you're just bent. But for me, that was not the case. I felt like my life was shattered in a thousand pieces. It was beyond recognition. I did not know what was going to happen next. But God helped me pick up the pieces. He made a new picture. Mosaics are beautiful, reflective thing, and it made me strong in mind, body, spirit, stronger in faithfulness, helping me to endure with patience all areas of my life, becoming a better advocate for others, and just fearless in the face of adversity, and definitely enlarged my territory, and to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. And I can, you know, just answer that question of how has it changed me, of course. Apostle knows, and Michelle, you know me since with the, the book club, that it, it has brought me out of my shell. And, um, and it's just helped me to accept who God is and God's love for me and his acceptance of me. And um, I believe that's where his it has helped me, and it has helped me also to help other people, to see it in other people, and also um, try my best to help them not to 
give up on who God made them. And um, so I believe that's those are the parts that help me. And to just truly, truly draw close to God. I have a um, blog post on my website that says, just get me to Jesus. And and I believe that's what I really had to do. I had to shut off the voices of the, my family and other people and even religion um, and just get to Jesus so that he could make me whole. And um, and that's what I did. And he surrounded me around people with um, with all that were supportive of me. Amen. And then the last question that we have for the panel today, this has been a great discussion, um, very, very candid discussion. The last question for the panel is, what word did you stand on? What word, what scripture did you stand on? And Apostle, you allude to the, the word that God gave you. Was there an actual scripture that he gave you as well? Hello. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. First Samuel, 12 and 22. And the word of the Lord reads, For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people, because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that is the scripture um, that I stood on. Amen. To help, Amen. Empower me, Amen. From um, in in overcoming my broken pieces. That that particular scripture, and of of course, um, our very very favorite um, over in the book of of Jeremiah um, as well. Um, that God has a plan for us, a plan to prosper and and not to be harmed right, a a plan of hope and a future. But if we just read just a little bit further down and go just a little bit down in that, it also said that then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I'll listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'll be found by you, declares the Lord, and I'll bring you back from captivity from captivity, and I would gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. And right there in that place that talks about him bringing one back and making them whole, bringing them back from all the places that one have been scattered from. And so your nation's Your nations, amen, there could be so many different things. Mine was poverty, lack of confidence, low self-esteem. Rejection was the major one that it definitely catapulted from, and it took me into so many other different places. But knowing, amen, that he would not reject me, that because it pleased him to make him my own, and that he would make me back into a whole being from every place that I have been scattered or every broken piece, amen, glory to God, so that I could be his masterpiece, amen, in Jesus' name. Back over to you, woman of God. Amen. And, Michelle, what word did you stand on um, during your time of walking through the broken pieces? 
Michelle, if you're speaking, we can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Basically, just Job 23.10, when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. And that's something that I have poetry based on. And also um, Psalm 91.4, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. That has been the course of my life, and I do also have poetry based on that scripture, and it just says that all a diva's heart could do was sit there and weep like Bo Peep when she lost her sheep. Then along came God and sat down beside her, and when she emerged from beneath the shadow of his wings, she found he left an angel there to guide her. His angels on high, let nothing come nigh. Ten thousand may fall, but she'll conquer them all. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And um, it's interesting that God gives us similar scriptures because um, two of the scriptures that over my time of coming to Christ and surrendering to Christ and all those things, one of the scriptures has been um, Jeremiah 29 and 11, um, for I know the plans I have for you. And then Psalm 91, when I first accepted Christ, that was the scripture that God placed on my heart, but one of the other scriptures that he also gave me because I was seeking the love of my mom, the love of other people, my family and all that, he gave me Matthew 6 and 33, the scripture that says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So that was the um, other scripture that he gave to me to begin to seek him as opposed to even, um, you know, wanting the love of, of family and, and things like that. So thank you all for joining and thank you all for sharing um, very awesome, awesome word from you ladies. Um, thank God for you. We're going to pray out. And did anyone want to add anything before we pray out? Amen. The only thing that I would like to add is this. If you're definitely in the place where you're broken and shattered and um, and you're just broken into pieces, I definitely encourage you to go and pick up Abortion in the Church, Divine Strategies of Spiritual Deliverance, because it deals with um, helping individuals recover. Recover. Identify the places that have you shattered also and help you overcome those places that have you shattered that's keeping you from moving in the plan and the will of God for your life. It is a great powerful tool to assist you to begin to birth in your dreams, your goals, and your destiny. You can go to inthechurch.com and, and, and get a copy from there if you want a personalized copy or you can go to any um, online digital book distribution center such as Barnes and Nobles, um, Books a Million, as well as Amazon, and pick up your copy, um, hardback copy or your paper copy or your um, Kindle, your electronic copy, either or. It is in both of those formats um, as well, the workbook as well as the book itself. Amen. Um, in Jesus' name, you can also contact me at inthechurch.com as well. Back over you, woman of God. Michelle, any final I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. One more thing. I do want to thank you. I want to thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to come 
and and share uh, my message to share what God has placed on the inside of me with the, with your audience. I want to bless you for that and just bless everyone who have had the opportunity to listen to what God is saying through all of us on this particular platform. And I thank God for um, us being able to share it together um, this morning so that it can be a blessing to other people, for other people as well. So bless each and every last one of you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Michelle, any final comments? Well, I would just encourage uh, people to um, visit my website again. That's michellenstevens.com. And my um, first volume of poetry, um, the first series, Straight from a Diva's Heart, is particularly geared towards comforting the brokenhearted and does include the full version of the poem that I was just reading to you. So I encourage you to check that out. And thanks, Denise, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Amen. Thank you, ladies. We're going to pray out, and thank you all for listening. I pray that God will bless you and just open up your heart um, as you even play the replay of this Show. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for what you shared today on this broadcast. Father, we pray, O oh God, that those that have broken pieces or don't even know it, God, that you would move on their heart. Move the stony places. Move the blinders, God. Remove all those words that were spoken against them, God, and help them to surrender and come to you just as they are. Father, for they have tried, we've all tried to fix ourselves, and it's just not working, Lord. So we pray, God, that they would come to you just as they are, weary and sad, as, they, as the older people would say, and that they would find a rest for their soul in you, God. So we thank you and we praise you, oh God. We thank you and we magnify you, for you are our healer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, and we bless God for you. Have a blessed week.